you're at work today? I'm at work today, I told you this. Isn't it Sunday over there? It is. Oh, wow. Can you work up Sunday? I would rather work Sunday, it's worth more money. Ignore the background noise. Moving on. <laughs> it sounds like you got a cart full of bottles there. Oh, bottles, man. I was opening a gate. Oh. I'm on patrols. Gay <clears throat> on patrol. Are we recording yet or not? Yeah. We're recording. Ah, I didn't know that. <laughs> Shouldn't we have, like, introduced ourselves then or what? Oh, well, I was waiting for you to get all set, so I could just cut this part out. But no, we're leaving it in. It's brilliant content. <laughs> All the keys and the gate opening, it's, it's fantastic. Hello and welcome back to the yearly occurrence episode of In the Human Connection with your boys, Jay Silva and Bobby Blaze. That's right. The thing that comes only once a year. Well, it was going to be monthly or bi-monthly and then we both just got super busy and kind of forgot it existed. Yeah, life happens. Indeed. So I think this is like the first time I've spoken properly in what, like... Almost a year? Oh, not almost a year, like six months? Like, since I've been in Japan. Yeah, I think so. Well, except yeah. last night, when we were talking about heavy metal, other stuff like that. Yeah, well, yeah, but, like, that's because I was trying to find out things about metal that Jim was confusing me with, because <laughs> old man metalcast. It's all, it's all confusing, everything. <laughs> everything in metal's confusing in general. All I know is I like it. Yeah. It's amazing and it's confusing. And it's also like got that many freaking subgenres that for whatever reason bands I like aren't considered metal for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, dude, how have you been? I've been pretty good. Just trying to keep busy. Right, right. Well that is good. That is very good to hear. And you've been doing absolutely nothing from what I can gather. Doing absolutely nothing. Well, for two weeks, pretty much. But before that, I was extremely busy. Right. Want to talk about it? Uh, just, uh, you know, with the Full Guy Metalcast and the stuff with Inhuman Experience show. We're doing lots of awesome shows. Lots of crossover shows, huh? Yeah, quite a few. Well, we got the Inhuman Cafe now, which I haven't had a chance to listen to, but I don't even know really what that is. Oh, well, basically that's, uh, myself, Bobby Anthem, and Jay, and three of us get together we this BS. Uh, is it like it? Any like friggin' theme to the shows, or is it just like like out of bullcrap? Well, the theme is like we just kind of start talking, and it's like uh, it's like three friends sitting, kind of hanging out, drinking, talking shop, <laughs> you know, just uh, that kind of stuff. It's right. Times it's uh, informative. Other times there are episodes where we talk about uh, TV shows and stuff we like. So there's that. Nice. Well, that's what this originally started off as, was you and I talking anime. Yeah. And now, like, neither of us really had time to do it. 
right. I haven't been able to watch anime in quite a while. Neither have I. Like, I'm watching, like, off and on at the moment, like, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Golden Wind, and that's, like, last year's one. Yeah. Yeah. Right when you said that, had the theme song in my head. Yeah. JoJo's with his classic rock ballads. <laughs> Friggin' Sardust Crusades with Walk Like an Egyptian. That is a banging song, or I don't care what anyone says. I pretty much like most of the stuff from the 80s, so I'm with it. Walk like an Egyptian. Do, 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 do. Yeah. Anyway, so I really don't know what we're here to talk about today. You got anything in mind? Um. Well, we did discuss the video games that we were playing, and I definitely I didn't watch your Miles Morales playthroughs because I didn't want any spoilers, but I did want to hear ah. your take on Spider-Man Miles Morales. So, did you play the PS4 Spider-Man game? Did. Did you finish it? Yep. So, as you know, then at the end of that game, Miles reveals to Peter that he's been blah, 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 and then boom, there are two Spider-Mans, right? Mm-hmm. So, in this game, it takes place over the holiday Christmas season. I know, fitting, if you think about it. Um, and Peter and MJ leave town to go on some kind of holiday work thing. And then, whilst they're gone, Miles encounters his first supervillain. And without backup and help, he really needs to learn how to become a hero, and it's really just him coming into his own. But, with everything being said, it's the same kind of, like, combat and everything as the original Spider-Man PS4, except this one's got electric powers, because, for whatever reason, Miles is an electric spider. there? Yeah, I'm still here. I was just yeah. listening. Um, interesting. I didn't now, know spiders could be electric. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. But apparently, he was bitten by one of those genetically enhanced spiders, the same kind that had bit Peter Parker. Well, then how come Peter didn't get electric powers? <laughs> if I was Maybe Peter, I'd feel really jibbed. Yeah, it's like I can just climb walls and shoot webs. Um, <laughs> Whereas Miles like freaking like using electric punches on people and just being like overall badass because dude his freaking like Spider-Man suit is just like so much cooler than, than Peter's as well. Not not the goofy one. Who, right, the short. No 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 he gets like a black suit like not not like the venom suit but like a black and red suit and it's really cool. Okay I haven't gotten that far. Yeah, because like you start off with the um like the homemade suit and then you get given I'm pretty sure it's the Spider Man suit from like the Sam Raimi movies. Yeah, it does look like that. Yeah, and then Peter leaves town and then you encounter the Tinkerer and then you get your black suit like not long after that. As well as like a bunch of other ones. There's also like a purple one too, which is really cool, because purple's like a really cool colour. Yeah, purple's a badass colour. I agree. Can I just say that, like, the stigmatism on colors is, like, really freaking stupid? Like, colors are colors. It doesn't matter what you like. It's just a color. Yeah. I remember, speaking of that, um, when when we had the flip phones many, many years ago, I had a really cool purple flip phone, and my brother-in-law used to make fun of me for having a purple flip phone. He was like, oh, isn't that for girls? I was like, no, man, purple is a cool color. That's That's not girly at all. No, it's not. Like, I freaking love purple. Purple is great. Yeah. Dude, I had a pink iPhone until, like, recently. 
And like, I was always that kid, like that kid in school that had like, uh, I'm not, I'm not gonna say always that kid, but like I'd always go for like the colors that weren't like everyone's go-to. Mm -hmm. um, like I had a red phone once, I got a pink phone and blah, blah, blah. Because like, I was always under the theory that like most thieves in school were guys and they wouldn't steal things that were like, not up their alley, which worked for the most part. That's very clever, yeah. There you go. Coming here to get nuggets of knowledge from the inhuman inhuman experience. <laughs> oh man, see, if I had thought of that, I probably would not have gotten many jackets stolen in school. I always went uh, red in the black jackets. Yeah, see, this is why your stuff got stolen. It's like the freaking color that everyone's after. It's why you go for more obscure things, and then you know yeah. you're could have worn like a hot pink hat or maybe a, a bright purple hat, like a neon purple maybe. Dude, yes. Like, you know that friggin' Saints color purple? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, rock up to school as like a freaking Third Street Saint. Well, obviously, like, it wasn't when you were at school, but like, just rock up to school as like a member of the Third Street Saints. <laughs> Speaking of that, that game is free on Game Pass, or no, on Games with Gold on Xbox. Which, wait, which Saints Road? Uh, get out of hell. You know, for a spin-off, it's not bad. It's not terrible. It's not bad. It's not great. It's it's not. It's alright. I think Saints Row jumped the shark during Saints Row Four. To be completely honest with you, so I've like, never played any of them. So, what are they? Is it like GTA but a little bit different? Okay, so freaking Saints Row One is essentially was made because there was no Grand Theft Auto on the, P, uh, the Xbox 360 and it was not a great game. Uh, Saints Row 2 was made post GTA 4 and they essentially made it into a parody of Grand Theft Auto. Um, Saints Row 3 is essentially the same thing as 2 but they turned it up to an 11 and then Saints Row 4 jumps the shark and makes it like a mix of Grand Theft Auto prototype pretty much any friggin' superhero game that you can think of, just like those power trip fantasies, because you're playing as a president of the United States in number four. Okay. Yeah, so it's still like, like the open world uh, sandbox yeah. kind of game? Yeah, but it's freaking stupid. Like, dude, there's a button in Saints Row 3 and 4 that is literally like hitting, it's literally designed to hit people in the nuts. Like, you push in one of the analog sticks and like, it just does a nut punch. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's very on the nose with this humor, but I find them very fun. And apparently they're working on a four-fifth game, or a spin-off game again. As long as it's not like friggin' Agents of Mayhem, it should be fine. Because Agents of Mayhem was terrible. Now, I remember seeing, um, I like watching a lot of playthroughs on YouTube. And I think it was a year or so ago, maybe, there was somebody playing one of the Saints Rose games. And they were kind of running around in their underwear, and they had like a dildo lightsaber. Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. So the, oh, um, is that a mod or is that actually in the game? No, it's actually in the game. It's called the Penetrator. <laughs> okay. Um, and like so the customization in those games, like you can walk around naked in those games if you choose to. And because like the ASRB like doesn't allow certain things, like it literally just chucks pixels over you. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> like, like you're watching a Japanese porn or something? Yeah, it's just like the Japanese porn. <laughs> yeah. There's a mini-game in freaking Saints Row 2 dude called Flasher, and like you wear it, like you know the um, Jason Voorhees coat? Mm-hmm. 
get one of them, like you run down the street and you whistle a people and like show them what you got. <laughs> <laughs> there's also like street, there's also like street mini games that like friggin' yeah, show off your junk to as many people as you can. Oh shit! Now is this in Saints Row uh, the fourth? Uh, no, this the ones I'm talking about now are in Saints Row two and three. Oh, okay. maybe four. I don't remember if it's four or not. I know. I don't think Flash is in Sensor 3 and 4, but I think Streaking's in all of the above. So, um, Get Out of Hell, is that uh, really on the nose as well, like with a bunch of crazy stuff that doesn't seem to fit together? So, Get Out of Hell is a sequel to Sensor 4, and the protagonist of Sensor, like all the Sensor games, gets kidnapped by the devil to marry his daughter. <laughs> And then Johnny Gat or Kenzie McKensington um, essentially use a Ouija board to go into hell um, to try to rescue the boss. And while they're down there, like, you come across people who you've met in the past, like, Centro games, get killed and that sort of thing. And you can work for, like, Blackbeard and a bunch of Shakespeare and stuff. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous, but, like, it's not as crazy as the other games. I don't know. My opinion is Saints Row 2 or 3 is the best one. I've probably got more enjoyment out of Saints Row 2 than the other ones, but, like, it hasn't aged well. That makes me want to play a couple of those games. Oh, dude, you really should. If you haven't played them, like, don't go back and play one. Like, they give you a rough recap of the first game during the opening cinematic in the second game. Um, I'm guessing that's because they knew it wasn't great. But then, like, play two onwards, essentially, and just realize when you play for a Saints Row 4 that it's not really Saints Row anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, that definitely sounds interesting. I would love to run down the street with a dildo and just beat people with it. Use the friggin' nutshuck button and just slap them in the dick with it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> I can't believe they've got a, a button dedicated just for that. Yeah. Dude, um, there's also, like, if you're sprinting and, like, attacking people, you can, like, pull up Hurricane Rondas and DDPs and stuff. <laughs> and, um, in Saints Row 4, friggin' Rowdy Roddy Piper's in it, dude. Oh, no way. Yeah, he is. And there's a friggin' Luchador in Saints Row 3 that's voiced by Hulk Hogan, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I'm pretty sure Rowdy Roddy Piper in the fourth game is your spirit animal because he like brings you back from like the edge of depression and losing everything. <laughs> My goodness. And it's got like his friggin' entrance music and stuff in the game when you meet him. It's great. Yeah, this sounds like um, one of those games. It's kind of like the goofy movies that don't take themselves very seriously. And so the it's first... just kind of include everything. The first game tried to, but it kind of didn't turn out as good as it could have because of that reason. Like, they really just dialed the insanity up to, like, an 11 in the second one, and then it just got progressively more insane. Okay. Now, which one is the one that has aliens in it? That's the fourth one. That's the one I'm saying Jump the Shark. Okay. Because it's not really a Sensor Rogue game anymore at that point. Have you ever played Prototype? Yeah, I have. It, it plays more like Prototype than a typical GDA clone. So do you have the kind of prototype like powers? In the yeah, like dude, you've got, you've got the exact same things like being able to sprint off walls, being able to glide, you can shoot like for like, you don't have like the sword and crap for an arm, but like you've got, you can shoot like friggin energy beams out of your hand and yeah. 
Oh, cool. Well, yeah, the it, same kind of movement. Yeah, it's yeah. Put it this way: it's faster to run across the city in that game than it is to use a car. <laughs> and in the missions, if they take away your superpowers, it pisses me off because I've got to drive. <laughs> oh, so they do take away your powers in certain missions. Yeah. Well, that sucks. So, interesting tidbit here is that Saints Row 4 got banned in Australia for reasons that Saints Row 2 did not get banned. Okay, that's interesting. What? So, in Saints Row 2, there's a scene in one of the cutscenes where you smoke meth out of a freaking flat bulb. <laughs> and in Saints Row 4, um, it's one of the reasons the game got banned here. So like, there was two reasons. That was one of them. And yet they didn't have that problem in Saints Row 2. And there was also a weapon... What was it called? I forgot what it was called. It was an, anal, it was an alien anal probe, and they had that banned here for reasons of, like, friggin' force sodomy or some crap. I don't remember. But they but didn't ban the dildo. They didn't ban the dildo, because you can't okay. stick it up people's asses. Well, you could, but not in the game. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, like when the Australian version of Sensor 4 came out here, it had like missing content and it's funny because like if you knew where to shop, um, eBay and other places, you could get the banned copy anyway because for whatever reason people were importing it still and you could still get it. Oh, so uh, are there mods for that game? Uh, probably on PC. I don't think there is on the Xbox and the PlayStation. Uh, so if you if you had a jailbroken PS3 or PS uh, well not yeah not PS4 but maybe PS3 or a jailbroken Xbox Xbox 360 I believe then you probably could add mods to it. Probably, but I've never had that opportunity to have one. Do you have one? I don't have a jailbroken one, but I. This is interesting, because when I bought, um, recently when I bought uh, Elder Scrolls Skyrim, you can actually add mods to that game without... Yeah, you can do that now with um, Fallout as well. So Fallout 4 and uh, AS, like Elder Scrolls 5 for the Xbox and PS4, you can do that with. Yeah, that's pretty cool. The, um, the Xbox has a lot more options when it comes to that, because you can't add things to the game um, that weren't already like pre-existing so like how do I explain this so like the mods and crap for the PS4 and uh, for Fallout and Oblivion like the textures and that sort of thing need to be in the game already in order for them to work mm -hmm. otherwise they don't yeah like it doesn't like allow you to play them because PlayStation for whatever reason didn't want people messing with the game files and that sort of stuff yeah Whereas, like, on the Xbox One, you can download, like, full friggin', like, DLC size packs and that sort of thing. Because, like, I think it limits, like, a gig or two for the uh, PS4. Oh, because I didn't get it for the PlayStation 4. I got it for the Xbox, and I was downloading, like, a, a crap ton of mods. Man. Just, like, for the characters, for, um, to have, like, weird stuff happen in the game at random times. Just, like, a bunch of crazy mods. Jump onto YouTube, dude, and like look up, um, like friggin' essentially like fan made DLCs and like play through a few of those because there's some really good ones out there. Like, I'm pretty sure somebody's remade Morrowind in friggin' Skyrim. Oh, wow. That you can play on the Xbox. 
That's a blast from the past. Yeah, I've never played that one. Dude, <laughs> you can upgrade your athletics or jumping or whatever it was in Mario when you jump from one side of the map to the other. <laughs> yeah, friggin' Morrowind was an interesting game without a map. Because imagine like the size of Skyrim and not having a map, having to work out like where the hell to go. And that's Morrowind. Wow. Yeah, yeah, basically what somebody had told me before was when I was playing Fallout 76, they were saying Fallout 76 was basically a kind of a cut and paste of uh, Skyrim, where instead of like having buildings and all that other crap, it was just like mountains and valleys, and of course you couldn't shoot guns, and there were freaking dragons in there. So I was like, okay, well, if it's kind of like that, then that would be pretty cool, but... Fallout 76 was kind of a bomb. Yeah, Fallout 76 turned out to be not good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, hang on. Is this your first Elder Scrolls game? Yes, it is. Dude! Why? Because I am late with a lot of stuff. It's okay, just, hang on. I'm terrible. Have you... What Fallout games have you played? I have... Uh, I played a little bit of Fallout 3... And then mm -hmm. a friend had told me, he was like, hey, you know, play Fallout 76. You know, it, it's player versus everything. You can explore, blah, 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 this and that. So I kind of got into that for a little while, but then I realized that 76 sucked. I was like, it does suck. <sighs> My opinion, the best Fallout game to date is probably Fallout New Vegas. Fallout New Vegas, okay. Now, would I have to start from say Fallout 3 and then go into Fallout 4 and then play New Vegas like keep No, all of the Fallout games are self-contained okay like there's references to stuff to the previous games or like things that are going to happen in other games and that sort of thing but like you don't need to have played them to to understand them like they're more so just little easter eggs for people who have played them they're all got self-contained stories I see. All right, that's good then, because that that means I wouldn't have to start off with like Fallout One to know the the story behind everything. You know, the Fallout One and Fallout Two weren't made by Bethesda, yeah? Those were Obsidian games, right? No, no, they weren't. Oh, who made those? I don't remember, but the company went bankrupt and sold the rights to Bethesda because, like, Bethesda made Fallout Three. They bought the rights to make three Fallout games, like an MMO. Um, no, sorry, they didn't buy the MMO one because they kept the MMO one because they were going to make that themselves and they didn't end up doing it. But, um, yeah, Bethesda bought the right to make, like, three or four Fallout games from the company who weren't doing great. And then, like, they licensed the New Vegas one to Obsidian, which is now the company that made the new, uh, friggin' Outer Worlds or whatever it is. Yeah. Um... But yeah, so like Bethesda, like the Bethesda Fallout games is um, three, I guess technically New Vegas four and seventy six. Oh. Yeah, yeah, but no, like they're all self-contained, dude. Like, if, like I think one and two are like sequely, but um, three, four, New Vegas, seventy six, all that they're like standalone sort of things. Like you'll get things out of them if you play the other ones, but it's not necessary. Yeah, it's not necessary for story continuity and all that. Yeah, no, not at all, not at all. It's like the Elder Scrolls games, like, they're marketed as, like, Elder Scrolls 1 Arena, 2 Daggerfall, 3 Morrowind. 
four Oblivion, five Skyrim, etc., etc. They're all self-contained. Okay. It's so confusing. It's almost like we're talking about metal right now. I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, um, are you going to get a Cyberpunk? Yes, I am. I have it reserved. Nice, because I want that game. It looks freaking awesome. It does. I actually saw the first, um, what was it, the first 12 hours playthrough. I didn't watch the whole 12 hours of it, but I did see probably a good hour, and it looked really amazing. Like, I'm, apparently people are saying that's going to redefine the open world genre. It just might. And the crazy thing is, I thought it was going to be like uh, another Witcher what, third person type game, and it and it turns out that it's like a first person. I was like, oh wow, okay, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's um, I'm I'm excited. I'm curious. I'm gonna get it, but I'm also gonna keep my distance from it for a bit, just in case it turns out to be crap. So you're not gonna play it um, when it first comes out? Well, no, because I got burnt with um. I didn't like the Outer Worlds as much as everyone else did. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought it was okay. I never finished it, but from what I did play, I thought it was all right. With this being said, like I had a lot of hype coming into um Assassin's Creed Valhalla as well, and I've had issues with that game. Oh yeah, the issues you were telling me about because I hadn't had a chance to play it yet. Dude, why can't I parry without a freaking shield? <laughs> I'm sorry, but like, why is that a feature? Can, I can think Ubisoft is trying to say, like, uh, make the game harder so you'll have to buy certain types of uh, DLC, maybe? Make more well, money. Everyone said that about freaking Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I loved Odyssey. I didn't buy any freaking, like, any coins or anything for Odyssey. Like, I was never under-leveled, even though everyone's like, yeah, you're always under-leveled in that game. I didn't have any problems with it. Odyssey was great. Okay. You're going in that game, I'm pretty sure. It's awesome. Well, that's kind of like how I felt when I first started Origins. But after a while of playing Origins, I was like, oh, I can do a bunch of side quests and just level up and, you know, become maybe five or six levels above the mission that I'm supposed to be doing. And then finally yeah. complete that mission like it was simple. It's funny how that works. You put the time and effort into the game, eh? Yeah. And, like, the good thing is, like, Odyssey did everything that Origins did, but Odyssey did it better. Okay, so I can look forward to playing Odyssey and not getting frustrated at it, then. Correct. My, look, Odyssey's probably my second favorite Assassin's Creed game. Now, my favorite one's Black Flag, but to be fair, I think that's everyone's favorite game. But it's either that or it's Assassin's Creed, like the FCO story. Yeah, the FCO one, that those are pretty good. <sighs> yeah, but... Did FCO, like, that's when it kind of became the yearly release thing, and like... I don't know, like, as much as I enjoy... Like, two's freaking amazing, don't get me wrong here. I like Brotherhood, I like Revelations, but... Are they truly as good as everyone says they are? Like, do you think that if they had have taken the years off in between them and made, like, put more effort into those games instead of just, like, continuing on before Assassin's Creed 3, that the games might have turned out a bit better, or that Assassin's Creed 3 might have been better received? Because I don't think Assassin's Creed 3 was as good as everyone says it was either. 
Yeah, probably not. I think if it's um, it's like the same thing. If we were talking about Call of Duty, how they have they come out with a new game every year, maybe they should come out with a Call of Duty every four years and have new features, new stories. But to have it like a yearly thing, and then the same thing with Assassin's Creed, you're just um, you're getting overdose of all these games, and they're some of them half-assed. I mean, I'm, I'm hearing a lot about Assassin's Creed Valhalla crashing your Xbox Series X or Xbox One, and it's just, I don't know, it makes me not want to put it in. Hmm. They should have had all this ironed out already. I'm saying that, right, but, like, friggin', I'm pretty sure Assassin's Creed 4 came out, like, a year after 3. I'm pretty sure it's, um, Odyssey came out a year after Origin. And like, like those are still my favorite ones in the series. Yeah, but I but get what you you're played, saying. But if you played Black Flag, man, like you understand why. I don't. Nope, I didn't play Black Flag, so I. I still gotta get that. Kidding me, dude? No, why? I, I have it, but I there's so many games that I have not played. All right, stop what you're doing. Like that includes this podcast. Stop what you're doing. <laughs> Go put, like, 14 hours into Assassin's Creed Black Flag and come back to me. Holy shit. That's a lot. It's probably enough to get you for a... Actually, no. Do what I did. Spend, like, a month playing Black Flag and then get back to me. Wow. Now, is there a leveling system in that game? No. Well, kind of, but no. Okay. It's more so like you buy armor. Like, you... I kind of like more so, like, two, where, like, you buy weapons and armor and, like, sales that way. Okay, yeah, that's better. I don't like the, all of the uh, gathering gathering elements, like uh, the RPG-type thing, where it seems like everybody's trying to compete with the RPG games and make their games RPG. Dude, the thing that I... Look, do you ever want to be a pirate because go play Assassin's Creed 4? Okay. Also, that game had an interesting feature, which in hindsight is kind of morbid and very non-peter, a peter. Um, because you can use sleep darts on freaking animals and then skin them while they're still alive, and that's kind of oh. crazy. Ah. Damn, I don't yeah. think I like that very much. Yeah, I don't think I like it either, but it was a feature in the game because you could do it, and it happened, and I may have done it from time to time, but I was hunting, like, something that I couldn't find, and I missed it with a freaking rifle or something, and I just put it to sleep because that was easier. Yeah. You know, I felt, um... In playing Origins, I felt bad when I was in a fight with, like, one of the, like, if the army people or one of the sub-bosses, and there are cats hanging around, and, like, I swing and then kills, like, a couple of the cats. I'm like, oh shit. I just killed some cats. I would feel bad about that in the game. You know the, you know the funny thing is, right, like, um, you, you sit there and you think about that, and, like, no game should, like, allow you to kill a dog. Like dogs are just the best. Well, my opinion, dogs are the best. Ah, uh, see, we'll be fighting. I think cats are the best, but I still like dogs, though. Mm. So, like, I feel like a real jerk whenever I kill a dog in a game. Like, unless it's trying to rip my throat out. But like, if there's a thing where it's like, go skin this animal, it's like I don't want to skin the animal. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, and what was that part where um? Actually, the kids had their dog, and the dog was leading them to 
this this other place that they were hoping to go to before they got caught up in like bandits or something. And I brought the side of Archie's, wasn't it? Yeah, and I accidentally swiped at the dog, and I think I killed the dog. Did you feel like a jerk? Yeah, I was like, damn, I didn't want to kill the dog. I thought I was an NPC man. <laughs> Because I was just swinging wildly. I was surrounded by all these guys with swords, and they're just coming at me, and I'm swinging. I didn't know the dog was there, and so it's just like, boom, wiped out the dog. I was like, oh, man, come on. Pablo, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, friggin', you know that, like, I, you're not on Twitter anymore, are you? No. So, like, every night before I go to sleep, unless I forget... Um, there's two people, and I always send them an animal gift. Like, it's just, like, a random-ass animal, like last night was a sugar glider. Oh, cool, those and, things are adorable. And it's become, like, it's just... I think I've been doing it now for about a year, like, give or take, and it's just become a thing now, like, a nightly tradition. I, like, I wake up in the morning to, like, these people commenting, like, and rating the animals that I find. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I do. I just, uh, I'd stick a... I'd stick a drop there in, in every uh, DM. That's my well, favorite talking, animal. Are you talking to Klondike? Hmm? When you talking to Klondike or just in general? Oh, in general. If that's said, what, like, if that's what you do, then, like, I would send you a drop bear in your DM. You've never sent me a friggin' drop bear. I thought I did. I think you had, like, once or twice. Uh, we were messing around with the gifts one time. It, it, it was like that messed up looking koala bear and it's like this isn't even my final form and <laughs> it started shifting the drop bears terrifying <laughs> they just drop out of the trees and attack yeah yeah they do the um if you ever come to Australia and encounter a drop bear man like you are screwed yeah well you know what that's when I'll throw on my Australian outfit because I heard that they only attack tourists which is partly true, but not entirely true. If you're trying to act like an Australian but aren't an Australian, that can smell you out, my dude. Oh, damn. Well, I guess I'm screwed unless I have some uh, sleep darts with me. <laughs> so Assassin's Creed Australia like one of the freaking um, like mini bosses for like the hunting quest is a freaking drop pad. You know, like, you gotta kill, like, a friggin' Yowie and, like, a Bunyip and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I think I'd kill Yowie, no problem, man. But, uh, I'd feel bad about the drop bears because they're so cute. Yeah, pretty adorable. Why is it, like, a metal cover? Why is it, like, a metal cover, like, use a drop bear as, like, an imagery thing? I don't know. They should, though. Like, maybe, right. uh, Parkway Drive should come out with, uh, one of their covers as a drop bear. Yes. I should just, like, pull the album Drop Bear, and then, like, just have a drop bear on the front of it. Yeah. And then have every song be about, like, experiences with drop bears. Hey, question. Yourself as a metal fan, right? Mm-hmm. Do you like Redux songs? Like, either re-recordings or, like, acoustic, ver like acoustic versions of, like, songs that, like, the same band puts out or not? I do like the acoustic versions. Uh, with with re-records, it's kind of iffy. It depends on if the sound, like sometimes I like the original sound, but if they have 
a certain style to their sound where it's a lot better, or maybe the production is a lot better, not necessarily cleaner, but it's better produced, then I will appreciate that for what it is. See, there's two bands that I like. Like, we had this conversation the other day, like, the In Flames doing the re-recordings of some of the songs of Playmat, which I don't mind some of them, and I don't like other ones. But um, another band that I like, which probably isn't for you, but I'm going to mention them anyway, is called Wolves at the Gate. And um, they do... I've done like a acoustic version of their last album. It's different. I'm not sure I like it, but it's different. Okay, what kind of uh, what kind of metal do these guys play? Uh, do you want the genre that it probably is, or do you want the genre that they're marketed as? Uh, hmm. Well, yeah, the genre that it actually is. Uh, probably metalcore, Christian metal, but yeah. Okay. I know, I know. Christian yeah, just not, every just not into that. I know. Not, like, Christian metal's not everyone's favorite thing, but there are some really good bands out there when it comes to Christian metal, like Fit for a King aren't bad, Demon Hunter aren't bad. Becoming I was just going to Demon Hunter, yeah. yeah. Becoming the, dude, Becoming the Archetype's technical death metal, that stuff's insane. Hmm. Like, friggin', yeah, like, I don't I've heard, heard a couple of tracks from those guys. Then you would know that they're, like, pretty freaking heavy. Yeah, there's another Christian metal band, but it's old. It's called Crimson Thorn. I thought uh, they rocked pretty hard. Hmm. Demon Hunter, though, like, Demon Hunter are pretty dope. I do yeah, like Demon Hunter. They're like, uh, I consider them more hardcore and crossover thrash than metalcore on maybe their first and second album. Yeah, like, probably around Storm the Gates of Hell, they went more that thrash sort of sound. Like, mm-hmm. the triptych and that had some elements of new metal in there. Yeah. Yeah. Friggin' their last double release album, like, um, with Peace and War, like, if they had it taken, like, half the songs out of both of those, which is usually how these things go, like, you would have had, like, one damn near perfect album. Hmm. Now, how... Is that one of the newer ones? Yeah, like, Peace and War came out last year or the year before and like it was a double album release like War was a heavy album and Peace was a softer album oh okay like they're both still like technically thrash or whatever you want to call them but like you know like they did 10 songs on War and 10 songs on Peace like they were two different albums they came out on the same day like I said if you had taken like half of one and half the other and put them together it would have been like damn near perfect oh cool yeah I haven't listened to anything new since the triptych wow you're fairly behind. Yeah, way behind. On a lot of You've missed, like, friggin' Soul Me Out to Hell, With the World as a Thorn, friggin' uh, Outlast, or Outlived, or whatever it is. But yeah, no, it, yeah, there's a, there's a fair bit. But, um, ironically, like, there's a new friggin' just... It's kind of on the rise again, dude. Like, I'm not, I'm not again, or like, on the rise, but, like, Solid State... Uh, records like they're a record label over in America and like that's all they market like they've got Demon Hunter they got friggin Fit for a King they've got Becoming the Archetypals at the Gay Dead Therapy there's like a bunch of Christian metal bands and like a lot of them are really freaking good hmm like I said I know it's not really everyone's cup of tea but like not all of those bands are preachy yeah like what usually when I hear that word 
that phrase, it's more like I started thinking of like Striper from the 80s or like those uh, those really supposed wannabe Christian hard rock bands that they're like, oh, if you like this, you should listen to this. And, and it turns out that it's not that good. Yeah. Like Damon Hunter, like we said before, like they're technically a Christian metal band, but they're not like over, like they're a little preach, but they're not like over the top and like you still appreciate what they do. Yeah. And they can play yeah. their instruments good. Yeah, they can. Dude, you should check out, um, like I said, you should definitely check out Fit for a King and um, friggin' uh, Becoming the Cut. No, I'll add that to the Spotify playlist. Dude, like, Become the Archive's technical death metal is insane. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. But that's probably one of those things, it's like, it's not actually death metal, it's just weird freaking like, subgenre of God knows what. Yeah, it's probably, it's got its own name or a couple other names that people call it. It turns out to be Black Metal. <laughs> I don't know, I think Black Metal is very specific. No, I said butt metal. Like, you know those radios that just play nothing but rock? The butt rock? Oh, butt rock. I thought you said black metal. Okay, no, so butt metal. <laughs> Dude, is there any butt rock, like, good butt rock bands? Like, being honest here. Ah, oh, man. I don't I'm know. Gonna say, I, I'm going to say there's probably a couple, because I don't mind Caesar, and I know that they're not everyone's favorite thing, but I really don't mind Caesar. I honestly only heard maybe one or two songs from them. Yeah, that's so, fine. Like that, that's what would be considered butt rock? Maybe. Like, I guess Skillet, that's another Christian band, but I guess Skillet's butt rock, Nickelback, yeah. Nickelback's oh, butt rock. Yeah, that, that's, that's double butt rock right there. Is Stone Sour butt rock? Mm, I, no, I really don't consider because I love them. I also like Stone Sour. But then again, you know, I'm a Corey Taylor fan, so... I prefer Stone Sour to Slipknot. In some ways, yeah. Uh, old Stone Sour, I do like more than Slipknot, but the newer Stone Sour sounds very popish. And I that think it's like Stone Sour up until probably House of Golden Bones Part One. Mm-hmm. Funny yeah, how that works. So it is friggin' like self-titled. I, I absolutely adore Come Whatever May. Oh yeah, that that was great. Friggin' Audio Secrecy. What else was there? Or was that it? That might be it. Yeah, that was it right before House of Golden Bones. Dude, I can like just. I can listen to probably friggin' Come Out of May just like on repeat for days. It's so good. The uh, the, the self titled and Come Whatever May are probably the two catchiest albums. And dude, like the friggin' two opening songs of Come Out of May, like the 30, 30, 150, and Come Out of May itself, like just. Mwah. Perfect. Yeah, those things rock. They do. Yep. You ever seen Stone Sour Live? Nope. I have. The the closest I've come to seeing anything related to Slipknot and Stone Sour is a Slipknot cover band in 2010. Dude, do you want to know who else I saw live on the same day I saw Slipknot? Who's that? The Offspring. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that was great. You know who else I saw live on that day? Metal, I saw Baby Metal live on that day as well. <laughs> oh, Baby Metal is down a member though, right? They only got the two girls now. They do, and their last album wasn't great, but it was acceptable. It has Distortion on that album. Distortion's awesome. 
But um, it's, uh, give, me, give me chocolate from that album. Nah, give me chocolate from the first album. Okay. There are three I'm, albums in now, dude. You're behind. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm so. Um, who else? Was, like the friggin' like there was like a that music festival there was insane. Like friggin' Northlane was there, and Bullet Point all time was there, which that was not great, but it was fine. Like the main reason I went because I wanted to see the Offspring alive because I'm a huge Offspring fan. Me too. Yeah, Offspring's great. Probably they're working on the album too. I don't know, man. I'm a fan of their stuff from the '90s. I haven't like, heard anything new from them since maybe 2000. My first CD or cassette tape or whatever it was, yes, there's a thing called a cassette tape, and I don't know if anyone listening to this knows what it is besides like a small handful of you. But um, yeah, my first cassette tape and CD was Americana. Really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, my first Offspring was when uh, actually it was probably 93, 94 something like, like Smash uh, yeah when they're like gotta keep them separated hey yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. the same. La, 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 la. and right there I was done I was like ah oh, man these guys are awesome dude I freaking love the offspring and then it, and then I went back and bought their first album <laughs> And they're talking about um, um it, cutting cutting off heads. Where he was like, "See my girlfriend, come to the door, chop off her head, it falls to the floor." <laughs> That's kind of weird. I, I was like, "Oh man, head. these guys are crazy." Huh? I see why they changed their sound. Um, can you give me two seconds, just very quickly? Sure. Uh, I thought I saw someone I knew, but it turns out I didn't. Oh, okay. Is that the worst? Like you yell after someone, and like they look at you, like you don't know who I thought they were. Like, hey, hey. Wait, not you. Never mind. Out. Bye. Oops. Sorry about that. Thought you were someone else. Why are you talking to me? Shut up, you. <laughs> <laughs> or they call the cops. Like he's he's uh creeping on me. Oh God, you wouldn't want that at the moment. You're probably getting COVID. Yeah. Very interesting year 2020 Spain. So you get any new tattoos this year or? Mm, no, I think I'm done with the tattoos. Really? Yeah. Don't have the money and um, this is definitely not the year to get tattooed. I got a new tattoo this year, like two, three months ago. What did you get? Do you actually want to know? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Alright, so freaking. You're gonna laugh at me here, but stop it. Um, you know those tattoos that you get, like, that anyone that knows what it is will recognize, but at the same time, like, it doubles something cool? Yeah, kind of. Alright, so I got a pick, I, I, got, I got a tattoo of a chick. Uh, you know our boy Evil Evan? Uh, not really, but I have heard the name. Okay, well, Evil Evan drew me up a picture, like this is just after the um, Hanukimura tragedy. Um, he drew me up a picture of her riding a dinosaur in a cheesy form. And now <laughs> I have that on my leg. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> I told you you'd love me. Oh, that's... But, um, like anyone that gets it, cool. But it's also just reminded myself to, like, to not be a dick on the internet. 
is like friggin' things we say hurt people and we don't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, dude, when I was in, like, Japan, went to a stardom show, like, I was not in her merch line. Like, I, she was not one of the people I went there to meet. And yet, like, when she was, like, leaving, like, she was tired. You could tell she was one of those, like, few there that could speak English. She had a little, a little bit of a conversation with me. She wasn't rude or anything. You could tell she wanted to go. And, like, she was just overall, like, a lovely person. Yeah, and she took the time out to to just hang out with you for a little bit. Yeah. Like, I... Who did I meet there? I met friggin... I met Mayu there. Um, I met... Um, I met Konami. But, um, in hindsight, I should have met friggin' Arisa, because, like, a month later, she retired, and she was my favorite person there, but I already had one of her autographs. So, in hindsight, I should have met that. Should have met Hana. Should have met friggin' just... Fine side, am I right? Yeah. Yeah. At least 2020. 2020, indeed. So, just want to say, if you ever get the opportunity, dude, go to Japan, go to Akihabara. Every third, like every third floor in that place is a porn shop. <laughs> Not a joke. You're like looking at anime figures and they like take another step up and you're like all of a sudden there's a dick in your face and you're like, holy crap, that is a kid here. <laughs> and like, it's Just not censored. Where it's like, usually it is, if you look on Pornhub and stuff, it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> these guys actually know what these are. Crazy. <laughs> so I wonder if they have the, if they sell the dildos, do the dildos come with the pixelization? I didn't find any. Like, I was more so, it's funny because like, you'll go upstairs. Like, I was talking to my sister at the time, like I'm just on a Facebook chat because my pocket Wi-Fi there, and it's pretty much like unlimited internet for like 10 bucks a day. Like, yo, just carry that around. I was talking to my sister on Facebook. And uh, I went upstairs. I'm like, huh. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I've just entered a place full of dick. And she's like, what do you mean? And I put on Facebook video thing. I'm like, what's this? Went back downstairs, went back upstairs. She's like, that's freaking weird. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to leave this place now. Next <laughs> shop over, same thing happened. I'm like, it's not going to go on the third floor anymore. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. And, like, there probably was warnings and stuff, but I can't read Kanji or Kafikana or Hiragana. He has okay. made this dumb friggin' Australian tourist of, like, probably going into God knows what. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to look, I'm just trying to find your anime figures, guys. <laughs> do you, do you have Gintanma? <laughs> I came here looking for Berserk stuff. Where is it? <laughs> I did not find any Berserk, I know, I found like one Berserk figure and it was like very expensive, so I left it. Oh, wow, I thought it was pretty cheap, especially at some of those shops where um, I was seeing people who had worked overseas, they were able to score like um, developer PlayStation 3s for maybe like 3,000 yen or something like that. Yeah, like you, you could, you could, like don't get me wrong here, because I must have been there at the wrong time, like there wasn't Berserk things. Mm-hmm. I did find, so, I got grab bags while I was there, like, um, then I, like, I said, <laughs> alright, second last night while I was in Japan, like, um, because I was dumb and booked the hotel room incorrectly, I had to move hotel rooms on the last night, because I booked a day short, because I'm an idiot, and, um, like, last night in the room, I grab bag, right, so, like, it was, like, 3,000 yen or whatever, and it had, like, 50,000 yen worth of content in them, like, you know, those sort of things? Yeah. Anyway, 
I'm like opening them as I'm going, as I'm going, as I'm going, as I'm going. And next thing I know, I look down and I'm just piercing out blood all over the bed because I caught my finger on something. Oh. So <laughs> the bed sheets and stuff are white. So I go downstairs and I'm sitting there like bleeding. I'm <laughs> trying to use Google Translate being like, um, I sliced my finger and <laughs> blood on everything. Like, help, how, how do you say doctor in Japanese? <laughs> What is slash finger on? Um, don't worry about. Was it? Was it a toy? Uh, it was freaking. I'm pretty sure it was like a, a figure box or something. I don't remember. Oh. So it's like, like one of those cardboard paper cuts. Oh yeah, but it pissed out blood. But um, and it got everywhere. But um, <laughs> actually, here's a funny one for you. So, when you're in Japan, right, you've got to go to a maid cafe. Oh, yeah, you were telling me about that. All right, so, went to a maid cafe, had a great time, got a photo with the maid, had an expensive ice cream, which was fine. Good experience. Thought, cool. Left there, did some shopping, bought Madoka Magica stuff because Madoka Magica is dope. If you haven't seen Madoka Magica, go watch Madoka Magica. Bobby, that includes you. Okay, I'm going to check that out. Um... Went to another place and there's my main being a hostess club and I don't actually know. I still to this day cannot work it out. But here I am, dumb tourist walks in, friggin' goes in there, sits down, hot Asian chick comes over and talks to me. And then she's like just going through photos on her phone and like showing me all these cosplays that she's done. And then, like, we end up getting into a conversation about Madoka Magica because, like, that was, like, one of her favorite shows. And once again, all of this was done via Google Translate. Still convinced that place was a hostess club, but I don't know. So she didn't say um, anything along the lines of, do you want me to cosplay for you for a certain amount of money? No, because I did go looking for a soap land while I was there, but... They're either very well hidden or not open to non-Japanese or Asians. You do know what a soap land is, right? No, I don't. It's, a, it's essentially a bathhouse with a happy ending. Really? Huh. Yeah. And now that I know, I've got a friend who lives in Yokohama who's actually found one that um, allows foreigners. Ah, my so my darling girlfriend, if you're listening to this right now, just, just, just remember, this was before I knew you. <laughs> Actually, no, it's a lie. I did know you at this stage. But this is before we were together, so you can't hold this against me. Oh, yeah. So I was going to say, what's going to happen the next time you go to Japan? You're going to stay away from that. Am I going by myself, or am I going with her? I don't know. Maybe you both can go to the bathhouse and, you know, have a good time. Both go to the soap land and get some experience. <laughs> uh, darling, I have an idea. What's that? I go to a soap land. Oh man, I'm assuming that a happy ending is a different for a female, though. Maybe. True. But um, yeah. I mean, she might be down for it. I can ask her. I might get in trouble for asking her. <laughs> Look, I'll ask her and I'll get back to you. If I remember, I'll ask her and I'll get back to you on the uh, next episode. But then again, she listens to the podcast sometimes, so I'm probably going to get yelled at later. <laughs> I just got well, how, can you, 
How come you spoke to him about it before you spoke to me about it? There's just certain things I don't talk to you about, darling. <laughs> Are you trying to hide stuff from me? Do you have this secret life that I don't know about? Maybe. <laughs> He's a double agent. Then the Mission Impossible music plays. I was only James Bond music for that works too. The name's Bond. J Bond. Hey, what do you think of the female Bond coming up? I don't know. I haven't watched a James Bond film in a very long time. Neither have I. They're not very good. They're all kind of the same. Yeah, they got a little wonky after the 80s, man. Just want to clarify right now that if you are going to yell at me, darling, um, I, I wouldn't go to a SoFlan now. The name of it just makes me want to giggle. SoFlan? <laughs> SoFlan, yeah. Bobby, you should go to Japan. I know I should. I want to. That that is one of my go-to destinations. Possibly after I save up enough money and this whole uh, pandemic is over with. Actually, first I want to go to Australia though. You gonna come visit me? Yeah. And Bobby? Oh no, hang on. Wait, why? Wait, hang on. No, wait, Bobby. Hang on. I have. Who else is in Australia? You know. Um. Well, nobody else because Klondike is here, but we can actually go to Klondike's hometown. We're going to Melbourne. We're going to Melbourne. Bye, Django. <laughs> Bye, Django. I'm going I'm to smoke me a drop beer. Uh, I freaking love Klondike, though. Klondike is awesome, man. That's my boy. Shout out to Klondike, Bill. Yeah, big shout out. Much love. If I know you don't listen to podcasts anymore, but if you listen to this, then we love you. Yeah. I think he's had an interesting year as well. I haven't really kept up with him as much as I probably should have. Yeah, he's had a very strange year. 2020 itself has been strange, though. Yeah, it has. And it's amazing that um, in 2019, we didn't even have any idea what was going on. And then once 2020 hit, it was like, it's over. (laughs) Oh, man, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, because it was around this time that it started, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, I think it was happening more so over in China, though. And so, you know, the state side, we were just like, oh, yeah, like there's stuff going on in China. It's pretty crazy. We didn't think anything that, you know, it was coming here. Or it was going to be worldwide. And then February and March, it just, it fucked everybody over. You know, like a week after I got back from Japan, like that's when the lockdown stuff started here. So, like, if I had to time my trip, if I had to time my trip differently, I would have had to quarantine and stuff. Like, I didn't have to while I was in Tokyo. Like, I was keeping like every morning, I'll check the um, like I'll go onto safetraveler.com.au, blah blah, and like check out what's going on like in Tokyo or Yokohama or wherever I was going that day. But um, yeah, it's just crazy. Like, I timed that trip so freaking well. You did. Like, the sad thing is, like, I was supposed to be going with my brother-in-law, but him and my sister, like, had their... I gotta count for a second. This is terrible. Hang on. Fifth child? 
Wow. While I was there, so like that got timed. Interestingly, um, yeah. And then they've got other ones too that they've adopted, so they got like more. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Um, somebody was mad at you that you were going. That was alone. my sister. Okay. Or my mother or something. Like, when your brother-in-law, I'm going to Japan. <laughs> Bye, guys. I yeah, remember. I remember I was talking to you, and then the phone kept ringing. You're like, "Hold on, I gotta go for a minute." And then you get back on the call. You're like, "That was my mom." What she wants? Coming up to go to Japan? Why? Because your brother-in-law contract. Yeah, I'm going to Japan. Says you're gonna stay here. You're not going to Japan. It's like, sorry, mom, I'm going to Japan. Not my fault that she has. Not my fault they're having a kid. I'm going to Japan. <laughs> Made plan for six months. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I saved my money and everything. I, I'm going to see Berserk. Going to see boobies, which I didn't get to say. <laughs> no bathhouses for you. You know, I should have tried to find a bathhouse that would have allowed me in there, but having tattoos makes it difficult. Why? Because tattoos are associated with the Yakuza, and they don't allow... Traditionally, like tattoos and stuff in Japan are associated with the yakuza and gang members, so like they don't you typically allow people with tattoos into what you would call um, straight places. Hmm. So if you were to enter one, they they didn't see or notice any tattoos, and you would take it off your shirt, they would immediately get rid of you. They wouldn't get rid of me, but it'll be one of those things where if you take it looks. Uh, well, I don't know if they'll try to get rid of me. Like, I wouldn't understand what the hell that's for. Like, first of all, I wouldn't understand them. But um, second of all, like, I there's places over there that are like foreign friendly in that regard. But I just thought it would have been easier to like not try to friggin' explain it or like not get into that conversation. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I'm covered. Like, I'm, my, my right leg's covered. My whole back's covered, which is typically the um, the, the traditional place the offers up. Like, both my arms are covered. Oh, so you got more than me, definitely. Yeah. Like, I'm already quite planning on getting more, but I'm starting to run out of campus until I started getting piercings. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm into that rabbit hole now, dude. <laughs> From one addiction to the next. Hey, it's cheaper. Yeah, but how many places on the body can you actually get done before you just uh, become a lightning rod for thunderstorms? Uh, I only got like three. I only got like five of my lugs on a one of my helixes. Oh, okay. So that's not too many. I know people who have maybe upwards of 30 or 40. Well, I'm probably going to get there. Like, I plan on getting a triple helix in both ears, but at the time being, like, it's a holiday season, I can't really afford it. I'm going to get, like, presents for people. Yeah. Maybe you should just get, like, your head tattooed or something. No, I like hair. <laughs> but still, you can grow your hair, then it, whenever you want to show the head tattoo, that's you shave that part of your head. I don't want to. Okay. You get a head tattoo. No, no, I, I don't want one of those. Not unless it's the shape of a hairline. Then I'll take that, you know. That boy, Jimothy Vicious, has a head tatter. Yeah, I didn't know that until he was talking about it, and I was like, wow, I didn't even know you had a tattoo on your head. I knew he had a tattoo on his head. Oh, I never knew that. Dude, if he's, um, 
first of all, Jim, if you're listening to this, shout out to you, my good dude. Yeah. Um, ask him to send you the photo of him when his hair was long with like pigtails. <laughs> with pigtails? It's like braided pigtails. Did he look like one of the members of Corn? I don't remember, but Jim, if you've got that, co- if you've still got that photo, send it to Bobby. Yeah, send it on over. I, I want to see your head tattoo as well, man. Send that one over as well. But I probably should get back to work. Oh, yeah, we've got about an hour in here. So um, without further ado, like, thank you for listening. Hopefully this becomes a monthly occurrence if we don't both forget. Yes, I hope so. We, we've got to stop having so much to do and, you know, stay focused and all that. Yeah. But, Bobby, I would say where can people find you, but you don't use Twitter anymore. But would you like to plug your show? Uh, yes, you can find the show mostly. Uh, I mean, you can find the show on Twitter because we do have a new Twitter, but I'm not active there. So I probably won't get back to you. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, at Inhuman Cafe on Twitter. Right. Uh, uh, if you want Facebook, man, look look up Old Guy Metalcast on Facebook. Look up Inhuman Cafe. Look up the Inhuman Experience. Um, you know, you can find us there. Shout out to Bobby Anthem. We love you. Yeah, much love, Bobby. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me on Twitter at the Viva Lajati. You can also follow the Smackdown podcast at SID underscore pod. Hopefully by the time this goes up, I've actually decided to edit the last four episodes for the month because I've been freaking busy. And it's just been hectic here. Um, so for anyone that's listening, hopefully I've got episodes, whatever it is, up. Um, you can also check out the new Australian Deathmatch Wrestling promotion at Deathmatch Down Under, which I think is at something like that on Twitter. I'll leave a link in the description so that Joel can hopefully get some more traction for his promotion coming up. Yeah, dude. Podcast co-host opened a Deathmatch Wrestling Company in Australia. <laughs> Freaking crazy. Dude, on his first show alone, like, there's a freaking match in it where it's, like, freaking broken beer cans on, like, on tables and stuff like that. So, like, they cut, like, they get the aluminium cans and, like, cut them so they're sharp and, like, they're gonna get thrown into and that sort of thing. Oh. I don't know what the exact match is called, but, um, I was explaining it to myself and Corey the other day and they're like, sucks to be you. <laughs> so there's just the audience hey. have to, like, wear you know clothing that is easily washable from blood I don't know I will like as I said I don't know but what I do know is Joel is in that match because Joel deathmatch wrestler in Australia all round good dude um he's gonna die <laughs> like there's friggin like a thousand light tube match or something on that show as well oh I'm, Provided there's no flare-up of COVID down in Melbourne again, because apparently Victoria's at the moment COVID-free, touch wood. Um, I'll be going to that show, so will Corey to support Joel and, like, friggin' just... I want to check out a Deathmatch show live. It just sounds insane. I've only seen them on, you know, watching them over the internet. I have never been to one live. Neither have I. But if I can support Joel, who's been a good dude to us this year, and, like, just a good guy, friggin', and, like, check out some, like, just crazy ass spots I'm gonna have a great time oh yeah dude I think they're the first friggin wrestling promotion in Australia to be on independent wrestling TV like when it launches really yeah 
which is like where Beyond Wrestling is, where Sendai Girls is, like a pretty sure it's GCW as well. I know you don't watch wrestling anymore, but like it's in some very interesting um, company. So it's already got a little bit of traction then. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. But anyway, without further ado, thanks for listening. And oh yeah, tell the, tell the people about your YouTube channel, man, where they can watch you play video games. Oh, the thing that is dead, because now I don't do Let's Plays and I get screen things. <laughs> um, just look up the Viva Jaddy and go to the Twitter thing. Oh, sorry, go to the YouTube thing, and like I stream pretty much everything that play. Without commentary, it's just like gameplay, like warfare and stuff. Yeah, I love watching that. Like I said, I've been staying away from the Spider-Man Miles Morales for fear of spoilers. So that's the only thing that I haven't watched. Cool. Well, I'm glad someone's enjoying it because I just figured if I'm playing the game and people can't afford it or if they just want to check it out, like, what better way to, like, check it out and see if you want to do it and, like, watch someone play through the game. Like, I know that that's what Twitch is for, but Twitch doesn't save your videos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. All right, well, like I said, pace that for next time. All right, we will see you guys later. Bobby, I need food.